0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Talent Playbook Podcast. My name is Jason Ferrara. I'm the Chief Marketing Officer at Outmatch and your host for the podcast. Our podcast really focuses on strategies for transforming your world of work. So during each podcast, we're going to highlight someone who has transformed their organization or industry in a significant way. And today's guest is Bill Streitberger, the Chief People Officer of Logan's Roadhouse. Welcome, Bill. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for being here. So during our time today, Bill, um, I wanted to go through a number of questions uh, that range from the personal to the professional. Um, but before we did that, before I got into all those questions, I thought it would be nice just to give the listeners a, a glimpse into Logan's Roadhouse. So can you just tell us a little bit about Logan's Roadhouse, um, the restaurant itself, and uh, just sort of the, the, the demographics of the business?
1: Sure, we operate 190 restaurants, uh, company owned, and about 25 franchise across the country. Uh, steakhouse, mid-scale, casual, um, you know, the roadhouse feel, so it's very casual, very fun, uh, and upbeat. And Logan's uh, has been around for, for quite a while. It's gone through uh, quite a few changes, and so the with this transformation is really, you know, uh, we're doing a lot of investment in the business right now, not only on the food side, but with people, and especially on technology and, of course, the buildings. So uh, it's a fun place. Um, a lot of great people you know, here helping us grow the business and the guests have been very excited about all the things that
0: we're doing so can't beat that yeah right that's great and um so yeah your role is chief people officer so tell me a little bit about what chief people officer means and what that means you know what it means in general and then um specifically at logan's roadhouse does the chief people officer do something that is different than a a company you've been at in the past
1: well, with Logan's, uh, you know, I, I partner uh, with the uh, CEO and the board on uh, what we need to grow the business and to take care of our people and people's systems, but also really partner with the operators on what they need in their business to help grow and, and take care of their folks and to take care of the guests. So you know, under uh, this office, you have everything from the talent side, which is you know recruiting, retention, uh, learning and development, which is also not just the training we do for a new hire, whether it's a new cook or a new manager, but also that ongoing development, the career development aspect of it so that we can continue to grow our talent uh, internally. Uh, also have risk, which is workers comp and, and general liability, you know protecting that piece of the business and when things, uh, don't go exactly the way we want inside, and also then uh, what I call total rewards, which is compensation, benefits, so that we're paying people fairly, accurately, good incentives, and benefits to take care of our folks not only on the medical side, but also 401k, looking you know down the road for the future. So it's an all-encompassing with uh, you know the people aspect of how we run our business and how we take care of our folks, and then also government relations, which uh, you know. It's, it's hard to get away from this, Dave. They impact just about everything we do uh, with wage issues, benefit issues, and things of that nature.
0: And is this um, the role that you have today uh, with all these different, different uh, functional areas within human resources, the human capital function, is that similar to roles you've had in the past? Are you taking on more here at Logan's Roadhouse than you had in the past? Or, or you know, was there a part of this that just a different group had at, at, at a different company?
1: Well, a lot of it is same as what I've done in the past with other companies. What is different here, this is more of a turnaround situation. So uh, you work a little bit closer in this role with uh, the people in finance, uh, our board, and uh, the investment bankers and so forth. So it, it helps broaden the experience and, and the skills that you use because you're taking on more uh, responsibilities with a board and, and with your investors on every move that you make. Well, not every move, but just about. Um, whereas before, you would report up to your CEO and CFO, and that would be pretty much it. So it's, it's actually taking a few steps above that, which makes it a lot more fun.
0: Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that 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 added interaction with with the board is, um, you know, so, something I have a part of, as part of this role, too. And it, it really is a good it's and not only a great experience, but it um, it definitely is interesting to to see the company from someone else's eyes. Oh, absolutely. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. And so tell, tell us a little bit about how the board sees the organization and, uh, you know, what you've learned from those interactions.
1: Well, they're real excited about what they're seeing with us. Uh, you know, we have uh, a, again a lot of real positive things going on, and, and their investment in us. Uh, but in this crazy economy, uh, you know, and what's going on in casual dining, we have you know great tracking growth on guest counts, and, and uh, people have been. People, meaning the guests, have been real responsive to the changes in the menu and the changes in and how we're running the business and our sets of service. So the board has been extremely pleased with what they've seen out of us and are excited to do more. Uh, if anything, we have to harness that and not move too fast and uh, you know start tripping over ourselves. Change is always good, but you want it to be you know controlled change.
0: Yeah, right. You got to give some of that change time to work, right? So you want to you want to sure. do something positive for the business and then and then make sure that you see it through. So that's a lot of stuff right when i look at it, i just was making notes here about all the things that you're you're involved in so tell us what tell us what a day in the life is like for you um the, you know I, I don't i don't know if it's possible to focus on all those things every single day but i'm sure that you have a lot of you have a lot of different things that pull you in different directions so you know, like t- honestly take us through a day in the life from the moment the alarm clock goes off
1: well my alarm clock is a hundred pound great pyrenees um Charlie. And my day usually starts around four, four thirty when he decides he has to go outside and he, he uh he wakes me up to go with them but you know then it's more of uh you know some quiet time in the morning you know with the coffee but going through my emails from everything overnight what's happened what do we need to do and start building out you know and completing you know a to-do list i mean I always want to have one every day on what i need to do and different times of the year that'll take on you know different types of meetings with open enrollment on benefits to planning compensation end of the month financials um and then just seeing what uh, is waiting for me every morning uh, because something happened overnight. Uh, we just experienced a hurricane down in Texas, so that changed everything in how we respond to our people in our restaurants down there. Um, so you have to be pretty nimble. You can have a to-do list, and sometimes you don't even get to it. Something comes up that you have to address right away. Um, but And just setting time aside each week with my team on one-on-ones, Getting, you know, making sure I'm staying in, t- in, in touch with them, what are they doing, what are their goals with their team, what are they working on, what do they need support from me, um, what are their challenges, and staying in touch with them as well as the operators and my friends over in finance and IT. So um, it's, it's constantly moving. Um, I'm not a big meeting guy, but they are a necessary evil. So we jump from one to the next, but it's 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 always looking ahead. What do we need to do to get through today? But also, by doing that, how are we preparing ourselves for the future and down the road? Always looking ahead.
0: And so the, you mentioned uh, you mentioned a couple things. I'd love to follow up on. So one is one is your team. So can you would you describe the the people on your team? Um, you know, you're, you're new in this role, so were they people who were there when you came? Did you bring in new people on the team? Just give us a description of what that team
1: Most was. of them were here. Uh, I did bring in one, uh, you know, Lisa Rector on the Total Rewards, uh, and she was a great addition to the team. But most were here, and I like to do that. I like to, you know, get in to know people and, and help bring them along. They've got a wealth of experience in the industry, but more importantly also within the concept that I am just learning. So I rely on them quite a bit uh, and, and help bring them along and then what can I do to help grow their careers
0: as well what how many people is that on your team right now
1: uh direct reports I have five and in total there's thirty folks you know, under the umbrella yeah,
0: good. that's a, that's a that's a big team and I'm sure they keep you on your keep you on your toes oh, what, they do. so what what about um operators was the next thing I wanted to to talk about so you know you've got your immediate team but then obviously I think you you probably think about operators as people on the team too so what what kind of daily interaction do you have with those operators
1: it's it's constant I mean it doesn't have to necessarily be a meeting I mean we we communicate via phone email text depending on what's going on in a particular market if there's a rollout for the menu a new initiative that we're pushing forward on uh, cause again they're they're more than a partner they're also probably our guest i mean they're the only ones in the company who actually make money uh... we spend a lot but they actually are the ones that drive it so we want to make sure that they're as prepared as they can be they have the tools to do their job and also the people to do their job with their teams Yeah, yeah.
0: so you had mentioned uh the the hurricane recently in houston so um what has that experience been like and and what are the last several days you know we're recording this a few days after that so so help us understand what the last few days have been like specifically sure this
1: is uh probably about five days ago it became imminent that it was going to hit the the south coast of texas where we have uh uh many restaurants and so preparing them, you know, we have a checklist that they go through to prepare their building, prepare their people, communications, product, and so forth. Um, we had yesterday we had only six closed, we got it down to three. But it's now we're preparing uh you know repair folks, facilities folks for, to go in for cleanup, getting things back up and running. Uh our suppliers have already been in contact with us on being able to get product in so we can start serving the guests you know, as quickly as possible, but this whole time we're on the phone with our managers, they're on the phone with their team members, what do we need, people that have lost their homes, uh, cars. We have uh, uh, an outreach program here called Logan's Love, which is funded, you know, by contributions from all of our team members, and we have a a process we go through to people who are in uh, dire need of some help, whether it be temporary housing, you know, medical bills, uh, things of that nature, so we 're in the process now of collecting that information on who 's in need so that we can uh, you know get some help to them financially as well as getting them back to work so they can earn more money as well
0: yeah right right yeah this this notion about you know s- serving the guest obviously very important there are probably people in that area who. Who, who need meals and, and want food oh, and that absolutely. sort of thing. But then also the, the notion that, you are you know, you're, your employees are in the same position, right? So you have to really –
1: Well, that and then, too, working with uh, – or helping, not working with, but helping the first responders. I mean, we took uh, food over to a police station, and the guys, you know, they're very grateful. They hadn't eaten in 24 hours because their schedule's gone nuts. So it's thinking about the, the community as well and how can we help them uh, while they're helping us.
0: Yeah. Now that's that's a really uh, honestly before I began working at Outmatch and spent so much time with people in the restaurant industry, you know, I, I was I was not thinking as much about the impact on the community and and obviously I mean you think about that all all day long, but but that that is a real piece of a real piece of your business, you know, how your how your your restaurant impacts the community. So that's um, that's that's really great that you're doing those things. Thank you.
1: Well, we're here to help. Ba- you know, we want to give back and help when we can, especially in times like this, because it's not. You know what? What sign you have out front? We're all in this thing together, and we got to get through it together as well. Right. So,
0: right. So I think that that speaks a lot about the types of employees you have. You know what? What makes someone successful as a a Logan's Roadhouse employee?
1: Well, that they love this business first and foremost. I mean, you know, we're here to take care of folks. We want to have fun. Uh, and, you know, with any role, I, I imagine you really have to be successful. You really have to love what you do. And that's what we look for, that excitement and that energy of people coming into all roles within the building and that they like what we're trying to do. They like entertaining uh, and they like the fast pace. So, you know, those are things that are going to be success. We're going to make you successful in any position here is love of the business Love taking care of people, love being around people, but also high high energy and fast pace because, you know, things happen very quickly in our business and you gotta
0: do it on your feet and you gotta be able to think on your feet. So what are some of the you know, what are some of the keys to finding people who have who have those characteristics, right? I mean obviously you you probably interview people, but tell us about that selection process a little bit.
1: Well, some of it is during your interview process, this interaction, you know, talking to them, uh, watching them uh, as you interact with them. We also you know, get a lot of our hires from uh, referrals, and so people tend to refer people in their own image. So those people that fit that mold tend to refer those folks. And then, you know, again, without match, you know, we do assessments, and we measure that as well um you know these are all pieces to the puzzle when we make a, a hiring decision as well as looking at their background their experience and, and what do they bring to the table but just getting a feel for that you know that love of people and that and that energy level uh for what they what are they going to bring to the table yeah
0: and so do you, as a either, you know, you, you mentioned learning and development as well. So that's that's a you know whole part of the continuum, right? Selection to, to learning and development. And, and do you use, do you have certain key metrics that you look at to understand that the employee side of the business? I mean, other than talking to operators about how are things going and how is scheduling and are people working out? You know, are there certain metrics you look at? all the time to understand the business. Um, you know, you're, you're in Nashville, and you've got operations around the country. So, how, how, you know, what are those metrics that you look at to use?
1: Well, the, the success on the people side is looking at staffing levels, of course, but also a turnover. We look at it on a trailing 12 and a trailing three-month, you, you know, by, by restaurant, by position. We look at it by tenure. I mean, we'll cut data a lot of different ways, but we look for trends. What's working for us? on the tenure side, and then on turnover, what isn't, and what, what can we learn from that? We measure churn. Churn is a little bit different than turnover. It's moving people around restaurants, mainly managers. And what we've learned over decades in this business that the higher your churn, meaning the more you move managers around within the system, the higher your hourly turnover goes. It's just change. And so those are some of the things we look at right off the bat. I mean, and as sales, yeah, we're a business. We monitor sales and guest counts. And I think it's kind of a glimpse of the obvious, but if sales and guest counts are going up, uh, our folks are making more money and they're happier and they do a better job taking care of the guest.
0: And have some of those, have you always in, in your, I suppose, in your career in, in, in the restaurant industry, have you always looked at those same, same key metrics or have those evolved over time when you first started? Were metrics as big of a thing as they are now? Um, you know, help, help us understand that that evolution a bit. Sure.
1: Well, I think they've evolved over time, um, some of it via experience, and a lot of it, I think, because of technology. Uh, it has is, it is developed so much in the last, you know, 10, 20, 30 years that you have more data available that you can work with now, and so not to sound like a, a total numbers geek, but... There's a story in there always, and now that technology and and the ease of use of getting this data and and parsing through it, we're able to look at other things and try and correlate. Not only, you know, I talked about with turnover, we look at it by position and tenure, but then we start matching that to assessment results. Do we see trends there? We look at check average, you know, high check average people stay longer than low check average, so it ties to their income. I mean, some of it can be very simple, but um, we just have more data available to us now. So yeah, it's evolved, and I'm sure it'll continue to evolve
0: yeah who on your team is responsible for you know taking all that data in analyzing it, making sense out of it and then putting it in a in a format to present that back to the team
1: I have a, a, an HR analyst April that uh, uh, has been duly elected to be the keeper of all of our data and she does a wonderful job she's very patient uh, uh, she understands the business which is always important so you know understand the data uh, this young lady has a degree in mathematics. I mean, um, so she is in love with numbers and she loves when we come down there and say, hey, we need to look at something a little bit different or can we look at it this way? We're looking for a trend. Uh, and so she's learning as she goes as well. But it, you no, know, I have to, I have gone over the, the years to where I do make sure uh, we look at technology and systems, granted, but uh, a, a specific person to be an HR analyst to take this data and help us interpret it and to do some data mining as well. It's become a was key she, part of the team.
0: Yeah. Was she was she part of the company before um, you joined? Did you bring her in separately? Was she doing that job there already? How, you know, how did she get into the business? She
1: was already here. She's been with the company uh, quite a while. Started off in IT. Uh, She knows all the systems, and she gravitated over into some other roles, and uh, after talking with her in some meetings, I thought, uh, you're in the wrong seat on the bus, Uh, you know, and people were, you know, talking about needing this type of data and these type of reports, and so it was kind of, you know, nudge, nudge, hey, you want to come over here and work, Uh, and she was excited, and there's been a lot of building. I'm sure she's had some rough days because, we're building these things as we go. You know these right. when I say these reports and these numbers. So, um, but she has stepped up to the challenge, and and again, it's helped me as well because she knows the history of Logans. So when I'm trying to interpret a number, numbers, like well, Bill, maybe it wasn't always that way, or it didn't happen until we tried this, and so it just adds some added uh, uh, color to what we're trying to interpret. Yeah.
0: Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, I was I was um, giving a presentation the other day to uh, to a number of. Um, recruiters and talent acquisition managers, and I asked them if they knew where to go find data. And you know, it was it was one of those where you know maybe a quarter of the room felt confident they they knew where to go. And my suggestion was, I said, you know, go to the IT team. Um, someone there knows where all this data is, right? So you just have Absolutely. to find that person who can who can say, oh yeah, we keep that. It's just over in this place. Right? Yeah.
1: It's there, but it's what to do with it, and then don't overload the operators with it either. I mean, what are the critical points that are going to help you drive the business and drive success uh, as opposed to just a big data dump and saying, here you go, and by the way, you have a problem, Help them to interpret that and show them the path that here's what you're doing right and here's some things we're probably going to need to work on. Yeah. Yeah. So helping to translate it for them.
0: Yeah, no, that I think you know, and in some in some ways you have to, right? So a a restaurant operator is not a data analyst, and a data analyst is not a restaurant operator. So and they've
1: got a restaurant full of people; they got their hands full. So uh, we, it's upon us to not only find it, parse it, but then also interpret it for them.
0: So uh, help me understand how you got in the restaurant business. By accident, Um, I was in college. Uh,
1: uh, I graduated from the University of Central Florida down in Orlando. And, uh, you know, hey, the need came up, I needed to pay for school, and uh, one of my fraternity brothers said, hey, come on out, we're looking for some help at our restaurant, which out Disney in Orlando, Disney World. And went out there, got a job, uh, started busing tables, quickly got into waiting tables, did that all the way through uh, college, which helped pay for it, met my wife there, and uh, got out and never looked back. I've been in the restaurant business ever since. It just, you know, there's the old saying about it gets in your blood, and, and part of that is true. I think, you know, things that we looked at for success, but every day is different, meeting a lot of people, uh, a lot of change, fast pace. I have uh, some good friends I went to college with, and they're, you know, in banks and, and jobs like that, which, you know, are all very important. Um, I'm sitting here talking to you in my office. I spend most of my time trying to get out of the office um, and moving around and seeing things. And, and that's that's the excitement of this industry. And we have our ups and downs. You know, a company will and an industry will. But it's, it's the, such the pace and the variety of things that I just find it real exciting that, you know, um, a lot of my friends, you know, don't see in their businesses. So...
0: Well, we have something else in common. I, I too, met my wife when working in a restaurant. So, you know, that's that's clearly that that means that that's a good place to meet your spouse in a restaurant. Absolutely. (laughs) So... um, You've, you've been in the restaurant business most of your career. I know you were at a startup for a period of time. Can you tell us a little bit about that experience, you know, leaving the sort of operations part of the restaurant, going to the startup, and what that experience was like for you?
1: Well, it was a, uh, a dot-com, still related to the restaurant business on the delivery side, but it was back in uh, the dot-com days when the economy was really booming. And, I mean, it was, uh, it was a risk uh... but we got off to a great start uh... we bought uh... over fifty delivery companies across the country uh... built out the service platforms the technology the call center uh... made a lot of progress in that first year and we're going out to our, for our second round of uh... VC funding and nine eleven hit and uh... the money just kinda dried up and we just kinda limped along and uh... that's why i'm an ex dot com millionaire um, it was going great guns, and it just kind of faded away. But it was, it was an exciting experience, and, and you look at the business from the outside in instead of always being a part of it uh, and look at the, the restaurants as clients as opposed to competitors. But, uh, when you, again, working with venture capitalists and so forth, uh, it's a big education, a big education, because things move extremely fast.
0: So what you know? What specifically sitting in your chair today, um, are, are there are there lessons that you realized you learned back in those that that startup period, which you actually still actively use today and recognize as lessons from that period? I listen a
1: lot more to financial people than I have before. Uh- <laughs> Because they too look at numbers and and have trends and so forth, and and they understand the market real well too. That, uh, you know, what are some potential pitfalls, how to prepare for them, you know, not only for the business but on the people side too, so that we can protect them as well. Um, And that's where I started getting more and more involved in technology. I saw how they were utilizing the numbers and the technology that they were utilizing. And I thought, well, this has got to translate over to our part of the world as well. And I started l- learning more and more about how to use it, where to get the data to your point. Um, and then, two, how to – I want to say how to analyze it, I guess. I mean, what are you really looking for? Not just to crunch numbers, but what, what is it that you're looking for, looking to see, so that you can help the folks in the in the restaurants you know, uh, build and grow their business?
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that. that's a great that's a great lesson. And that the data part of that business, I think, is really important. I mean, I've seen that in my career. I've seen that in the careers of, of my friends where, you know, you, you get to a certain point in your career and all of a sudden the answer is in within the data rather than the answer is necessarily within your gut. Right. So yeah. so you, you make this transition into talking about the data. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, the, the other the other thing I, I found, you know, obviously do some research before we have these interviews and, and, and conversations. So you've, you've worked for the same CEO a, a couple of times. So tell me a little bit about, uh, you know, how that developed and, and why you've chosen to do that.
1: Well, initially, um, I was contacted about an opportunity with his organization, and uh, it was actually here in Nashville. And... Uh, you know it it sounded nice but uh, I just you know I was happy where I was at and what I was doing and he was uh, persistent Um, so I thought well hey it's always networking and I was going to be going through the city so I met him Uh, we got to know each other a little bit and and had a great conversation had a follow-up conversation and um, he has a passion for this business which is uh, I do as well but I think that's something that's very important with not only who works with me but who I work with uh, above me as well for a boss and it, it just got me real excited it was uh, it was a turnaround um, and I went ahead and came into town and uh, we did uh, we had a great time over there we built uh, turned around five different concepts and had a lot of success um, currently with Logan's uh, he had an opportunity to uh become a part of the ownership here and we started talking about, hey, this is what we want to do. Again, that passion, that excitement, you know, a lot of hard work, you know, doing turnaround. But uh, uh, we had a a great working, you know, uh, rapport before and uh, he's the type of guy too that he listens very well. And for an HR person, that's important because, uh, I've had bosses that look at you as, you know, you spend a lot of money, which I do, uh, but I work on an ROI of everything that we do, and he liked that. And, you know, we have some pretty uh, intense conversations at time, but it's never personal. I mean, we'll go out and have a beer afterwards and laugh about it, but, you know, he allows you to uh, – express yourself in a way and not have to stifle it if you're really truly passionate believe in something he wants to know about may not agree with you but it's always you know because both of us i think are always looking at what's best for the business and what's best for our employees yeah
0: well it's you know you i i've been i'm taking notes as we as we go through this and i i come i keep coming back to the to one word and keep underlining it and it's and it's listen um you've you've said about you know listening to finance, listening to your operators listening to the team and 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 now we're talking about you know the the c e o who's whose who's focus is to listen to you and listen to others in the business, and that's what makes it successful so I see that as a as a real positive thing
1: well, and I've also been married for forty years and listening was very important to making that happen as well so <laughs>
0: That's exactly right. That's exactly right. As is any, any healthy relationship, right? So, so speaking of that, so what do you, what do you do when you're not at work?
1: Well, uh, I mentioned earlier my alarm clock, Charlie, you know, we spend a lot of time out hiking and running with him. Uh, you know, try and do things that I can, uh, in outside. I love fishing. Just recently, uh, my wife and I took up fly fishing, which is very exciting. Um, and just, now the outdoor sports. We love being outside, and and whether it's uh, uh, running, biking, uh, skiing, um, we our three kids are grown now. and Now we have grandkids, so um, we spend a lot of as much time as we can uh, with them as well. So family is a big part of our life, always has been, and, and that's a big part of what we do.
0: Yeah, that's great. Yeah, the the, the fly fishing angle is. It's pretty fun, it can take up a lot of time. Have you started tying your own flies yet?
1: Oh uh, no, that's why I wear glasses i you know I, <laughs> that wouldn't be healthy, but uh it is a lot of fun. it does take a lot of patience um, yeah. but it's it, it's just it's it's a great experience uh having fished the other way all my life, and now to do this uh I just find it a lot of fun and and uh it can't wait to get back out again.
0: but time flies, I don't know so. Yeah right 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 it's it, it's a it's a time consuming uh, meticulous little thing so I wanted I wanted to ask one more question um so with the 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 final question here is like what what piece of advice would you give to people it's you know the question is starting their careers in HR but I really think the question is you know starting their careers like what what's that piece of advice you'd give to somebody
1: well find what your passion is. Um, you know, a lot of folks will worry about the money and yes we gotta pay our bills, but if you're if you're passionate about what you're doing and in love with it, uh, and you work hard at it, the rest will take care of itself. Uh, but truly, truly find what you wanna do and, and, and follow that, pursue that path. But also I think in today's world, especially in HR, but uh, our world has changed so much in the last 20 plus years and technology is a big piece of it. Not being good on Facebook and things like that, that's, that's for fun. But understanding where technology is taking you because I think in all disciplines, it makes your life easier, it can make you better at what you do, but it's understanding it and follow those trends. I mean, I've been doing this for over 30 years and I still go to tech conferences and I still get involved in new things. Uh, and, uh, you know, I've got adult children that we communicate on Instagram and Facebook and, and, uh, you know, trying to keep up with them, it drives me too, but I think it's very important to, you gotta love what you do, uh, and who you're with, but also, you know, technology is, is, uh, advanced so much. It can really make things easier for you.
0: That's some great advice, Bill. Thanks. Yes, sir. And thanks for thanks for taking the time to do this. I mean, you, making the time to do it, but then sharing with us is really important, and and that's exactly what we were hoping to get. So I, I really appreciate that. And uh, if. Now, if any of our listeners want to hear this conversation again uh, you can go to outmatch.com/podcast and you can listen to the podcast from that page you can also see the schedule of future podcasts suggest um, people you'd like to hear us interview and subscribe to to future podcasts. So, again, Bill, thanks so much My pleasure. for uh, being a part of this. Really great. And uh, I also want to thank our, our great production staff. We've got Kathy Capel and Charles Summers back here, uh, Brianna Harper back here, uh, making sure that it all goes well. So thanks to them. And on behalf of Outmatch and the Talent Playbook podcast, this is Jason Ferrara saying thank you so much.